There's probably only one thing worse than being a sinner. And that's being saved and ungrateful. Because at least if you are, if you're a sinner, you're doing what you know to do. But for God to call you out of darkness and into his marvelous light, and you fail to say thank you, is a problem of the highest magnitude. So at every opportune time, and even when it's not convenient, you should just take a moment and think about all that God has brought you through. All the things that should have taken you out. All the situations that could have gone another way. All the people he protected you from. And every now and then you should just take a moment and tell God thank you. He's not worthy of anything else. He's worthy of a thank you. So we give thanks to God this morning and in this moment. Listen, I don't want to, I don't want to prolong our time together. So I want to get right to the word this morning uh, as we close out our series, No More Chains. As we close out our series, No More Chains. I want you to tap or turn in your Bibles to the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 41. Isaiah chapter 41. If you're in the sanctuary, when you have that, do me a favor and stand, please. If you're at home, get your practice for when you come back and stand, please. Isaiah chapter 41. I'll be reading from the NIV, the New International Version this morning. Isaiah 41, beginning at verse... Reads this way. God is, God says, God says, so do not, do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. All who rage against you will surely be ashamed and disgraced. Those who oppose you will be as nothing and perish. Though you search for your enemies, you will not find them. Those who wage war against you will be as nothing at all. For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear. I will help you. We're going to pray and after we pray, I want to talk to you for a few moments from the thought, free from fear. We're going to close out our series, No More Chains, with a message, free from fear. 
Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you. We honor you. And we thank you. And we thank you because you're worthy. We thank you because we're not worthy. And we thank you because you're all powerful, because you're all knowing. And because for some reason you saw fit to save a wretch like me. So God, as we go into this preaching moment, God, I ask that although it be my voice, your people hear your words that are internalized and that it be your will that takes place now we thank you we praise you and honor you in jesus name and it's in that name we say amen you may be seated you may be seated free from fear uh, as we close out this series no uh i believe it was it was Nina Simone, I believe, uh, that quoted, what freedom means to me is no fear. She says, what freedom, definition of freedom is no fear. And the truth of the matter is, even if you are physically enslaved a lack of fear can keep you free in your heart can keep you free in your mind and soon enough your action so so I believe that as we get ready to close out this series that if we to experience true freedom we must first break the chains and the bondage of fear. And the Holy Spirit sent me to the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10, which starts out, so do not fear, for I am with you. Now, uh, as a believer for more of my life than, than not, I've heard more times than I can count. There's no need for you to be afraid when you have God on your side. And although there's probably not a truer statement, I also believe that we have to practice moving forward in spite of fear. It's easy for us to, to spew out uh, churchy and religious colloquialisms like you have no reason to fear when God is on your side. It's, it's easy to say that when everything is going smooth for you. It's easy for you to say that to me. Um, but until you've uh, experienced some of the things that I've experienced and I've experienced some of the things that you've experienced, Maybe we might be a little bit slower uh, to make statements like that without accompanying those statements with some sort of practicality. 
You tell me I have no reason to fear when I have God on my side. How, in all practicality, do I replace my fear with faith? How, how do I do that? How, 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 how do I, how do I stop being afraid? I mean, fear, it's an, it's an emotion. It's a, it's a mental state. How, how can, how can I stop that? And I believe that there are some instructions that will help us to practically be able to function outside of fear in this book of Isaiah. Uh, There's a few things that I want to lift up and hopefully they will help you break your chains and be set free from fear. The first thing that I want you to look at is right in the beginning at verse 10. There is actually a command for this freedom. There's a command for freedom. There's a command for this type of freedom. Being free from fear, God commands this type of freedom right in the beginning of verse 10. He says, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. That's what he says. He starts off, he starts off heavy. He starts off strong. He says, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So there's a, there's a command for freedom. There's a command for freedom. He starts off, do not be afraid. I want you to, I want you to real quick, we, we got we to gotta get interactive. I need y'all, I need y'all to help me out. I need y'all to help me. Uh, Pastor didn't sleep well last night. I need y'all to help me. We need some energy. Type it in the comment section. Do not be afraid. Type it real quick in the comment section. Do not be afraid. Make that declaration. Make that declaration. Do not be afraid. You can read it. Everybody watching can read it. We need to make that declaration for one another, with one another. Do not be afraid. Why? Because God has commanded us to do so. He says, do not be afraid. It's not a suggestion. When God says, do not be afraid, it's not a suggestion. It's not uh, a chance. It's not uh, 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 hopeful. No, he says, he says, do not be afraid. He makes the command, do not be afraid. And here's the interesting thing when God makes a command like this, because many of us, many of us would have a rebuttal question and we would wonder, God, if it were that easy, I, I wouldn't have been scared in the first place. God, you're commanding me to not be afraid. And if I could just turn the that easy, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have to deal with the fear in the first place. But I need you to understand that God wouldn't command it without giving you the ability to do it. Come on, real quick. Come on, come on now. Come come with me. Come with me. Uh, uh, we understand that in Levitical law, the Levitical law starts off with the Ten Commandments. That's not all of the law. The Ten Commandments is not all of the law, but we start off with the Ten Commandments. And everything that God lists in the Ten Commandments, he says, he says, now you might not do all of these all the time, but you have the ability to do all of these at least some of the time. You, 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 got, you got the ability. He says, I wouldn't command it without giving you the ability to accomplish it. So we got to understand that if God makes the declaration, do not be afraid, then he has, in fact, given us the the ability to function outside of fear. 
So, so if we understand that he wouldn't give, he wouldn't command it without giving us the ability to do it, then we must also understand that he wouldn't give us the ability to do it without the authority to do it. So we got to understand that when he says, do not be afraid, sometimes you got to look in the mirror and tell yourself, do not be afraid because if God has given you the command, then he's also given you the ability. And if he's given you the ability, then he's also given you the authority. And sometimes you just got to remind yourself that God has already told you do not be afraid so before you take that next step before you make that next purchase before you introduce yourself to the next person you might need to take a second pause relax take a deep breath count to 10 and tell yourself do not be afraid God says this is not optional this is a command now what we got to understand y'all is that fear will come we, we, we don't have the ability to avoid fear. We have the ability to control how we function in fear. So fear will come, but the reality is you decide what you do with the fear and how long it stays. So, so you might not be able to avoid it, uh, but you have the, the ability, the power, the authority to determine what you do with it and how long it stays. So God says, God says, he says, do not fear, do not fear. So we got to remind ourselves, y'all, we have to function outside of fear. We do not have to allow fear to set up resident in our lives. We don't have to allow fear to set up resident in our home. We don't have to allow fear to set up resident in our careers. We don't, it's, it's not something that we have to do. We may encounter it, but we don't have to internalize it. We can function outside of fear. How is it that we can function outside of fear? Well, we got one cheat code to life, and that is the fact that he is the Lord our God. He says, do not fear for I am your God. Now, I need you to understand how significant this is, because if you read this in your spare time, if you read before we get to verse 10 and if you read after verse 13, what you'll find is that God is talking to his people. He's talking to the children of Israel and he's explaining to them how different they are than the people around them. And so he's saying, he's saying that the people around you, the people across the sea, the people across the land, they have a different uh, perspective on who and what God is. Uh, as a matter of fact, they, they have a different, they have a different understanding. We don't even serve the same God. And so God says, you don't be afraid because I am your God. Yeah, you got to understand that God says, he says, I am your God. You, you don't serve the God like the other people. You don't serve a God like non-believers. You don't serve a, a God. You, you don't serve those types of God. I am your God. He says, I am your God. Therefore, we understand that we have a power that is greater than anything that could put fear in our hearts. We serve a power that's greater than anything that could put fear in our lives. We have a power. So my question to you is, if you find yourself in a situation where fear has become paralyzing, my question to you is who or what is your God? Because the chances are if we find ourselves in positions where fear has become paralyzing, then we've put our faith in something or someone other than God himself. Yeah, God says, I, I'm, I'm your God. I'm not like 
I'm not like any other God. I'm, I'm not like any other God. He says, he says, I'm your God. I've given you the cheat code. He says, he says, I understand that you might encounter fear, uh, but you don't have to internalize it. And he says, I want you to be encouraged. Fear is not the absence of faith. Fear is actually the activator for faith. So you got to understand that you're not less of a believer. You don't have any less faith because you encountered fear or because you've experienced fear. Oftentimes, that fear factor is what begins to activate our faith. The moment we begin to experience fear, our faith should kick in because fear is actually the, what fear really is, is fear is an insecurity and anxiety about what is unknown. And so whenever we encounter something or we're getting ready to encounter something that we don't know what's on the other side, we don't know what to expect. We understand that faith is the substance of things and the evidence of what we have not seen. So when we begin to get anxious of what we don't know, when we begin to get anxious about what we don't know is coming, when we're anxious, when we don't know what's on the other side of the door, that should in fact be what activates your faith because faith kicks in when you don't know what's next. So although fear is not the absence of faith, fear can uh, be the presence of sin. Yeah, real quick. Let me let me explain this to y'all. Uh, fear, fear can represent the presence of sin because watch this. Watch this. If God gives the command, do not fear. And we continue to do so, then we are functioning outside of the will of God, which is, in fact, a sin. So so. So the reason why or a reason why it's important that we remind ourselves do not be afraid is because we got to understand that every moment we spend functioning in fear, we're also spending functioning in sin. So we got to get to a place and we got to get to a point where even when we experience fear, we don't have to function and settle in it. So, so what we see is, what we see is, okay, God, now I understand, I understand you've given the command and I understand you've given me the, this cheat code because you are my God, but God, how do I, how do I make all of this thing fit together? He says, he says, uh, for I am, for I am your God. He says, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. Then he says, I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand so 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 listen either y'all gotta wake up or y'all gotta learn when to shout y'all gotta do one of the two uh he says he says i will strengthen you with my right hand so what god does is god gives us strength from his right hand not the other way around okay let me slow this thing down let's rewind god gives us strength from his right hand and not the other way around he says you don't have to be afraid because i will strengthen you with my right hand he says he says i will strengthen you I will give you the strength from my right hand. And so the problem is many of us are paralyzed by fear or functioning in fear because we're trying to function in and of our own power. But God is not requiring or requesting that we function out of our own power. God says that I will strengthen you from my right hand. Do you understand that, that the right hand represents power and authority? Do you understand that when God extends his right hand, he's saying, I'm giving you the best of what I've got. So 
God says, you don't have to worry about drawing strength from your own resources. I'm giving you strength right from the source. He says, I'm giving you strength right from my right hand. This is where you get your power from. This mighty right hand, the hand of power and authority, the hand that stretched down from heaven and molded you out of the dirt of the earth, the hand that stuck the stars and moon in the sky, the hand that made the earth spin around the sun, the hand, the same hand, the mighty right hand of God. God says, do not fear because I'm giving you all the power that you need. And it's coming directly from my right hand. So not only do we see a command for freedom, y'all, but if you look at verses 11 and 12, you'll see the commitment to freedom. Yeah, the commitment to freedom. God is committed to us being free from fear. God is committed to getting us free from fear. Look at verses 11 and 12 real quick. Look at it in your Bible. It says, all who rage against you will surely be ashamed and disgraced. Those who oppose you will be as nothing and perish. Though you search for your enemies, you will not find them. Those who wage war against you will be as nothing at all. Listen, that's, that's, some, that's some powerful word right there. That's some powerful word right there. Because what we're saying in that moment is that God is willing to go all in for his children. Yeah, he's committed. He's committed. He's committed. He's willing to go all in. He says, all who rage against you. Did y'all read that? Did y'all read that? Or am I making this up? He says, all who rage against you will surely be ashamed and disgraced. Those who oppose you will be as nothing and perish. Though you search for your enemies, you will not find them. Those who rage war against you will be as nothing at all. He, he He's committed. He's committed. He says, all that rage against you. God says, um. We, we got to understand that God is that committed to you that he's against everything and everyone that comes against you. Maybe y'all didn't hear what I said. I said God is so committed to you that he is against everything and everyone that might come against you. That's, that's how committed God is. God says you don't have to be scared because whenever somebody comes against you, they're essentially coming against me. And they can't defeat me. So if they can't defeat me, then they can't defeat you because they got to get through me to get to you. Uh, I wish I wish I was getting this guy. God is so committed to you that he's against everything and everyone that's coming against you. And, and the Bible says you will search for your enemies and they will be gone. Listen, listen. I read this quote. I'm reading this book and I read this quote uh, by George Adair. It says everything you want is on the other side of fear. Everything. Everything you want is on the other side of fear. Now, now, now that's that's a powerful, that's a powerful quote. That's a powerful quote. Uh, and we got to understand that sometimes, sometimes um, uh, uh, what we want and what we're, where we're trying to get to, where we're trying to go, it's really in arm's reach. But we won't reach out because of fear. And, and, and we got to we got to recalibrate our thinking because we got to understand that if God has already established a thing for you, if God has already established something for your life, why are you afraid to go and get what God has already Listen, I was in a I was in a class. Uh, I was facilitating a coaching class uh, just this past Friday, uh, and I was talking to a group of young black men, uh, and I was explaining to them. I was explaining to them uh, just just how powerful fear can be if you let it. 
and, and, I, and I told them something. I shared something with them that I want to share with you. This, this was something I, I was listening to. I was listening to an interview from Bishop T.D. Jakes. This was, this was some years ago. He was, he was promoting a book at the time, and, 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 and he said something that really blew my mind. He said, he said you can go into, into any library. Uh, you can go into any bookstore. Uh, you can go on through the Internet, and you can find all kind of materials with people writing things on how to deal with failure. He says, you can find as much material as you can stand for how to deal with fear, how to deal with failure. He said, he said, but he said, but I've yet to find anything or very little things that teach you how to deal with success. So he said, I, w I wanted to write a book that helps individuals to learn how to deal with success. Now, we understand that all of us have a different viewpoint. All of us have a different perspective on what success is. Success to me might look different than what success is to you. But the reality is the principles are still the same. And Bishop Jakes was right. There's not very much information on how to deal with success. Isn't it amazing that many of us are functioning in fear or even paralyzed by fear, not because we're afraid to fail, but because we don't know what's on the other side, what success looks like. We're afraid, we're afraid because, because we might have to do something outside of our norm. We're afraid because this might require something outside of our comfort zone. We're afraid because this might require uh, altering some existing relationships. This might require cultivating some new relationships. This, this might, this might uh, present a set of problems that I'm not familiar with because I've never been on this level of success. Bishop Jake says, he says, you, 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 you also need instruction on how to deal with success. And, and what I want is I want to make sure that you aren't being paralyzed by fear and God has something great in store for you and you not be able to access what God has for you because you're worried about what's on the other side of fear. George Adair says everything you want is on the other side of fear. But God says, George says everything you want is on the other side of fear. But God says you, you don't even have to fear because everything you want is in me. So he says, he says, this is how committed I am to your freedom from fear. He says, this is how committed I am. He says, everybody who rages against you, I'll shame them and disgrace them. Those who oppose you will be as nothing and perish. But watch this. He says, though you search for your enemies, you will not find them. You, you're going to look for your enemies, and, and, and you, you won't be able to find them. Those who wage war against you will be as nothing at all. Now, I, I, I got to pause real quick because I need y'all to pay attention to the details. I, I, I need y'all to pay attention to the details. He says, you'll look for your enemies, and you won't find them. He didn't say that they won't be there. He says, you won't know about it. He says, those who wage war against you will be as nothing. He, he doesn't say there'll be nothing. He says, they'll be as nothing. 
Okay. God, God is so committed to getting you free from fear that it's some people in a room right now talking bad about you, talking crazy about you, doubting everything you got going on, coming against everything, everything you do. They got something to say, always bring a negative perspective. They always got something, some objective. They never have anything good, never no positivity, don't want you to succeed. They miserable, so they want you to be miserable. And God says, yeah, they're going to be there, but you won't find them. I'm going to keep them right there in that room with the rest of the miserable people so they can all be miserable together because I'm committed to your freedom from fear. And I can't allow someone else's opinion. This was somebody here last week for unbothered. I can't allow somebody else's opinion of you to have you in a place that's not where I've established for you to be. Because one day, one day you're going to look around. You're going to be in the place that God has for you. You're going to take a moment and you're going to think, I remember going into this and I was scared to death. And you're not even going to be able to remember what it is you was afraid of. God says it'll be as nothing. You, you won't even remember the foolishness that was on your mind at the time. You, you, you won't even remember what kept you up at night. You won't even remember why you was worried in the first place. You got on the other side of fear and, and realized that there was nothing for me to fear in the first place. You got on the other side of fear and realized that the only thing on the other side of fear was the Lord my God. I just, uh, Get to a place where you're not worried about what's on the other side of fear as long as God is walking with you. And God says, I'm so committed to you being free from fear. Right. I'll make sure that those who come against you, they're going to come. But they'll leave ashamed in this place. So, so we see we see this command for freedom. We also see this commitment to freedom. And last but not least, we'll get out of here. We see the confirmation of freedom. Confirmation. This, this is what I love about God. God, 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 God has this way of confirming a thing to his people. He's, he's got this way of, of, of confirming that you're on the right track or, or on the wrong track. He's got this way of confirming uh, what it is that he needs you to know. And so we see him, uh, this confirmation of freedom. Look at verse 13. Look at verse 13. He says, for I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. Um, I'm read it one more time because I'm sure going to be more excited. He says, For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of you, your right hand and says to you, Do not fear, I will help you. Maybe, maybe you missed it. Okay, so watch this, y'all. Watch this. God in the text in verse 13, he doubles down on his thought that started out in verse 10. He repeats himself. He says, he says, I am the Lord your God. That's what he says in verse, in verse 10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. That's verse 10. Then verse 13. For I am the Lord your God. Who takes hold of your hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help. That's still missed it because watch this. Not only does he double down, but he gives us an add-on. He says in verse 10, so do not fear, I am with you, do not be dismayed, for I am your God. Verse 13, 
for I am the Lord your God. Who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear. Y'all do, y'all do know what a Lord is, right? Uh, so watch this. Let me translate this for you real quick. For I am your leader and your God. Ah, uh, so he starts off. So do not fear, verse ten. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. We get down to verse thirteen. For I am the Lord, your leader. Lord, I, I determine what you do, what you do. I am the Lord, your God. So I am your leader and your Savior. Right. So for I am the Lord, your God, who takes hold of your ah. Who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear about it. Okay, watch this. So what God says is, you don't have to make it to the other side of fear by yourself. That's right, I'm with you. He says, I'm not only your God, but I'm also your Lord. So I'll lead you, but I'm not just going to lead you. I'm going to hold your hand through the process. Yes. Come on, God. Let me, let me check and see. Let me see if y'all here on Facebook because they need to be hanging in the sanctuary. All right. Oh, he says, he says, I am, I, I'm, I'm not just going to leave you. I'm not just going to leave you by yourself. I'm going to lead you to where you need to go. So watch this. He goes down. He says, I am the Lord your God. It's a reminder and a confirmation. And watch this. The emphasis is on who he is and not who we are. Not who we are. Yes. He says, I, I, you don't have to be afraid because of who I am. Stop telling me what you can't do. Stop telling me what you do. Come, come here, Moses. Come here, Moses. Go and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. Moses, I, 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 I can't talk well. God says, stop telling me what you can't do. Yes. Moses, go and tell Pharaoh that I said let my people go. What, 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 God? Who, 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 who? They sent me. He says, I am that I am. I'm not worried about who you are, Moses. You need to be worried about who I am. God says, it's not by your own power. It's by my power. He says, I'm not going to allow you to go through this thing by yourself when I have a So the situations might change. And yeah, I made it out of that stuff, but I'm now in something completely different. The situation might have changed, but God's power is still the same. And he said in his word that he would never leave us, nor will he ever forsake us. Then in Isaiah 41, chapter 13, he says, I am the Lord, your God. So he says, regardless of what your situation is, regardless of what your circumstance is, all you got to do is trust me, hold my hand, and I'll walk you through. Yes. You do realize that God is not always obligated to get you out of a situation. But God will always make sure you make it through a situation. Come here, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They looked at Nebuchadnezzar right in his face. Nebuchadnezzar said, if you don't bow and worship my statue, I got to put you in the furnace. And they looked at him right there in his face and said, you do what you got to do. And I know that our God will deliver us from your hand. But watch this. The blessing is they looked at him and said, and even if he doesn't, I know that he's able. Yeah, you need to look at your situation and say, even if God doesn't bring me out of this situation, 
Understanding the Lord 
now, God, I come right now praying for each and every person under the sound of my voice that has experienced fear in one way or another. God, I'm praying right now that you will change them from the inside out. For your word says that you have not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and sound. God, we pray this prayer because we know you hear us. God, we pray this prayer because we know you answer. God, we pray this prayer because we know you're able. God, we pray this prayer because we believe you'll put the banner out and be out every day except for the piano. Right now, we just say thank you. Because we're coming to you in prayer with expectations. Before we see it, God, we say thank you. God, we ain't made a move yet, but even now we say thank you. Thank you. God, we ain't took a step yet, but even now we say thank you. God, we ain't made a plan yet, but even now we say thank you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And it's in that name we say, Amen. Amen. All right, y'all may be seated. I want to do this real quick. If you are. You are needing to give your life to Christ. I want to tell you. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. If you've not given your life to Christ, you've got more to fear now than if you go ahead and take this step. If you've not given your life to Christ, you you, you should be. to your fears. So if you need to establish a relationship with you, all you need to do is type one word, salvation. You can put it in the comment section. You can send it to the number on your screen. 1-7-5-0-1-8-9-2. Just text the word salvation. Type the word salvation. And listen, we'll walk you through the salvation. You don't, you don't listen. The Bible says, the Bible says there's, there's nothing you have to do other than believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. This salvation, you can't earn it, you can't, you can't work for it, you can't buy it. It's a gift. And all you got to do is accept it. So if that's you, I want you to send the word salvation to the number on your screen or in the comment section. And we'll be happy to give you the plan of salvation. Right? Um, if you want to connect, officially connect with the Abundant Day Church, I told you, some of y'all might have missed it, but, but if God says the same, next week we'll be in our permanent location. And, and, and you, you, you want to get in on this train, you want to jump on the train, this is what I want you to do. I want you to text the word family to the number on your screen. Uh, we'll put it in the comment section, just text the word family, uh, and we'll get you connected uh, with the Abundant We can go and make it official, real quick. We're gonna keep dating. We're just gonna get married. We're gonna make this thing official. Yes. We've been rocking with us. We've been quarantining together. We've been doing all the, we've been all the virtual, all that stuff. And now, now it's time to go ahead and make this thing official. So if that's you, uh, I just want you to text the word family to the number on the screen. Text the word family, uh, and we'll get you taken care of. As always, last but not least, our prayer team is on here, ready, waiting, and willing to pray with you and pray for you. All you got to do is send your prayer request to the number on your screen. You can also go uh, to afccindy.com and submit your prayer request there. All right. Um, 
to put things if you miss our giving time you have an opportunity to do so listen if there's one thing um, that the pandemic has, has taught us and has given us and has gotten us all accustomed to used to uh, it's a certain level of convenience right so we got all these conveniences you can get 24 7 we got PO box we got cash app we got website all of them safe and secure so we can so see uh, and partner with us on what God is doing Right. Uh, I'm going to make this last announcement and we'll go ahead and pray out. Uh, I need you. I, I need you. You need you to get connected with us on social media. Okay? This week in particular is going to be huge. Okay? But some of y'all talking about, Pastor, you talking about little brother, we're going to get in there. Well, what are we going to do? This is how you find everything out. Now, if you are officially part of the Abundant Faith family, we have other options for correspondence. We got your phone numbers, we got your email addresses, we got so we'll get you the information you need. But we need you all to be connected because again, we're talking about convenience. I, I don't know any other way that I can say something one time and reach hundreds of people. Okay, so we want to get connected with social media because we'll be putting out information, uh, putting out announcements and information that you need. Uh, moving forward, Amen. Amen. Um, so I, I'm, I'm so I'm so excited um, to be able to release this information. Uh, and like I said, God willing, uh, that will take place tomorrow. So be looking. Start checking social media around. You know, we're getting on board around four five o'clock. Start checking because we got some information to get. Right. All right. Let's get ready to get out of here, y'all. Uh, let's go ahead and pray. All minds clear. All minds clear. Um, we for, I hope that this series has added some value to your life. I hope that you're feeling free. I hope that you feel the weight being lifted. I hope that you feel the chain being broken. And my prayer is that you don't go back. My prayer is that you don't go back. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time together. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your presence. And we ask you right now that you will not only show us that we're free, that you will not only remove the chains, but that you will push us forward so that we don't go back to the same things that once had us bound. And we pray and ask right now that you will dismiss us from this place, but never from your presence. In the mighty name of Jesus and Christ that we pray. In that name we all say amen. 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 God bless you. God keep you.